Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Well, welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And I'm your host, Michael Wall. And glad you tuned in and joined us uh, because each and every week, what we really strive to do, Michelle, is, is have a lot of fun, have a lot of great content that you can take away, help you improve your life, improve your wealth. Listen, folks, this is a rocky time right now going on out there in the markets, the political season. I mean, there's so many different things out there. It is important right now that we pay attention to what's going on and what's happening in our life. If you have any questions or you want to listen to previous shows, don't uh, hesitate to visit us at leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. And at any time, Michelle will be giving you the future number, our new number, 888-511-WALL. Give us a ring if you have questions about your story. But Michelle, Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of different things going on out there in the world, a lot of fear and concern still. Markets have still kind of been choppy. Right. And, uh, you know, you got holidays coming up. I know we got a great segment next segment with a huge builder in New York talking about some fun things. But what are you seeing out there that uh, that's important that we should be? I know you, ha- you always have a lot of great ideas you want to share and then get, get off me. So what's your thoughts today that we want to kind of cover? You know what? I wanted to talk about really looking at your portfolio, protecting it in this current market, making sure mm. it's diversified. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are looking and as we're watching the markets and they're really not doing much of anything, there's mm. some swings, but it really ends up flat. And so we want to make sure that what we have is working for us, that our money is going to be working for us and not we're going to have to keep working to make money years and years on down the road. And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting. I came across this comment from Jonathan Clemens, and he is a Wall Street Journal columnist, and he was recently on Fox Business, and he was talking about a lot of badly diversified portfolios. I want to play this clip and then I want to get your take on what we should be looking at, Michael, because I know you've also appeared on Fox Business talking about portfolio protection and you're also on CNBC talking about diversification, which kind of Mm. encompasses everything that we want to talk about. So let me play this clip from Jonathan Clemens and then let me ask you a question. A lot of people out there have these really badly diversified portfolio. For instance, a startling statistic among 401k plans that offer employee stock as an option. 8% of participants have more than 80% of their money in their employer's stock. So essentially they're betting not only their paycheck on the company, but also their retirement. What if the company gets into financial trouble? What if it turns out to be the next Enron? You could not only be out of a job, but you could also find you have no retirement savings left. And that's not really diversifying your portfolio. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about what that looks like. How do we protect our portfolio as we head into a market that we're not even head into the market we're currently in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a great point. And you do see a lot, you know, when we sit down, it's interesting, Michelle, obviously the the crux of our day, you know, we sit down with uh, folks, either current or new perspectives, people coming in, wanting a second opinion and kind of overview, what are they doing? Where are they at now? What's their story look like? How can they improve? 
And, uh, you know, a lot of times we do see that for folks that are working for companies where they have a lot of positions in that company stock. Now, you know, maybe they're doing it just because they love the company. You know, it, it might be uh, they're, they're doing it because there's been some incentive. You know, hey, if, if you, as you work for this company, we'll give you uh, discounted pricing or we'll, um, you know, give you free shares. Or, I mean, there could be a variety of different reasons why that happens. Um, so, but it is definitely important to make sure you're looking at that. You know, if, if, if folks listened to the show last weekend, Michelle, you know, we had uh, Linda on talking about health, right? Mm-hmm. Eating healthy. Right. So I guess they're related to something that we do each and every day, and that is eating. I mean, think about how healthy you would be if all you ate every day were hamburgers <laughs> every meal of the day. Right. I mean, it's just not a good situation. You might love hamburgers uh, or steak or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But it's just not going to be healthy to eat all the time. I know some folks out there don't eat them at all. So we want to diversify our food habits (laughs) and we want to diversify our financial habits. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're in a place where we're truly evaluating now. Too often in life, Michelle, people are not truly evaluating the stage in life that they're in. Right. And that's the problem. Mm. They're not evaluating the stage. And so consequently, they become uh, just focused on noise out there. And they can be in a place where a lot of times I believe it's valuable to sit down and really have a second set of eyes and say, okay, what stage am I in? What changes have I made? And am I making the appropriate changes for the stage I'm moving into? Mm -hmm. And that's important. Yeah, I think that's a great point because a lot of times we're thinking, or we're not even thinking, honestly, we're not really evaluating the stage that we're in. People react, right? Right, right. And reaction isn't great. And part of that reaction is emotions. And mm-hmm. your emotions are very much tied to what you're reacting to. And and so I would think it would be helpful to have somebody who doesn't necessarily have an emotional tie, we'll say, yeah. to your plan, to your money, to help you get an overall unemotional picture about what would be best. Well, and that's a great point. And the biggest thing, Michelle, that I see a lot, and it, you wouldn't think this would happen because a lot of the folks that we working with are working with are professionals to some degree or they're mm-hmm. selling a company or whatever. And you would think they'd come in and they'd have really kind of life goals mapped out. You know, we just met some folks the other week. And a lot of times when you ask people, um, what do they want to do with their money? What's their plan? What's their goals? What, you know, what's the desire? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as lifestyle and living, you know, they have some ideas. They've thought about, well, you know, when I, when I retire or now that I am retired, you know, I'd kind of like to travel a little bit more. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Maybe I'd like to give to charities here and there, but they haven't really mapped out what that looks like. And so unfortunately what they're doing is, is they're, they're allowing their portfolio to say, okay, let me try and find the cheapest thing out there that can give me the best opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but cheap mm-hmm. isn't always the best, number right. one. But number two they're also in a situation where they're saying, you know, uh, I'm just going to change this and I'm going to change that. When, you know, at the end of the day, I think the way I look at it, Michelle, is money is nothing more than a library card. We've talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. It gives us the ability to do the things that we want to do. So I think what's more important than anything else is sitting down first and saying and really talking through, which is what we strive to do when we meet with folks, is talk through what do you want to do? What does your future look like? And then let me share with you 
as our client CFO, let me share with you what your concerns are or risks are around the money or the wealth that you have. Mm. Then when we take a look at the goals, the needs, the desires, and the risks, not just, hey, here's my portfolio, and what if it averages X amount per year for the next, you know, this many years, I'm going to be okay. Well, that's a pretty simple deal, not really diving deep into things that might be really important to you in retirement, and that needs to be discussed. Right. Because now, Michelle, what happens is if people are in a place, oftentimes they're pleasantly surprised when they find out that they can actually achieve their goals or do what they want to do without taking a bunch of risk. Right. Yeah. So if you can do that without taking a bunch of risk, why would you take a bunch of risk in retirement? Now, I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with risk, but it's just important to evaluate that from the beginning. I think that's a great point because you want to evaluate it. You want to look at it. I've, I've heard this saying, which always resonates. And a lot of it, it has to do with it in sports. And, you know, I'm a huge football fan. But mm. if you've already won the game, why keep your like star players still in? Why risk yeah. them being injured if right. you're up 42 to 7? Yeah. And it's the fourth quarter. Why well, would you keep your starters point. in? Yeah. I mean, you, you see it all the time. Teams do that. They take their starters out, right? So if you're in a situation where if you've achieved and you've saved enough wealth, or, you know, let me say it this way, folks, if you're out there listening to this and you're five to eight years from retirement or Mm -hmm. you're in retirement and you have a certain level of wealth that you think might be enough for your future, but you're not sure and you want a second opinion, connect with us and we'll help you determine that. But if you've achieved enough wealth, we want to take those star players. We want to take that money and, and put it in a place where we're protecting it well Growing it efficiently, uh, preparing for inflation, preparing for taxes, looking at the correct diversification based on the needs. And now we're in a situation where we know with a very high level of confidence uh, that we're going to be okay. Because here's what we don't know, Michelle. We don't know what the market's going to do for sure. Right. What we can do is determine how much of our money we want to put in. You know, I call it the financial house, but that's the foundation, Mm -hmm. uh, the walls and the roof. And that is how much money we want to have safe uh, in calculated risk and then in a risk where there is no calculation on it per se. So that's really some things you want to work through to make sure you're protecting, growing effectively what you're doing with a well-rounded plan. And really looking at that well-rounded plan, making sure that you have those protections in place. And Michael, I know that that is what you do on a day-to-day basis. And part of what we like to offer here is the wealth and health package, where you can receive a cost and risk analysis and really seven tips to a healthy life. And Michael, I know these things are uh, few and far between because your time is valuable. You've got, I mean, appointments and, and folks are coming in. And I know we like to offer the wealth and health package periodically. Are you available to offer some of these packages this week? This week coming up, Michelle, we got a little bit of travel and some different things happening. So I would say, you know, I think uh, from talking to the girls as we do, kind of looking at the calendar, we got about three slots this weekend or this week. I'm sorry, that mm-hmm. would be. No, I'm not meeting anybody in a weekend. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at church, hang yeah. with the kids. But during the week, uh, we got about three slots. It looks like this coming week that would be available. Couple end of week uh, and midweek. So let me give you the phone number so you can call in and see if you can grab one of these three slots that are available and ask for the wealth and health 
package. Again, that's a cost and risk analysis. That's one of those slots you get to sit down with Michael and the entire team and say, okay, this is this is what I have. Let's evaluate my risk. What are some things that I can do to protect my portfolio? You'll also get seven tips to a healthy life. So let me give you that phone number. You can call in, set up your appointment, 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-WALL numerically. That comes out to 888-511-9255. Call in and find out if you can get in and get one of these wealth and health packages this week. Michael, coming up next, we've got an interview with Andrew Siami, and I know you know him, and we have seen a lot of his homes right around uh, the Palm Beach area, but he's been building, he's been up in New York, he's done the FDR Memorial that's up there. I mean, he's been all around, and we're going to hear from him. That's on the way next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Those of you who know me are aware that I'm a strong believer in the American dream, success through hard work. But I also believe in giving back, and that's why I'm constantly on the lookout for organizations that improve the lives of those who need our help the most. And one of those organizations is the March of Dimes. The money raised by the annual March for Babies helps moms right here locally have healthy, full-term pregnancies. It also funds research to find solutions to the problems that threaten our babies. If you believe, as I do, that every baby deserves a fighting chance, then please join me in supporting the March of Dimes in whatever way you can. Find out how by going to marchforbabies.org. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're joined today with a buddy and a friend, really, and a, kind of a neat story, Andrew Siami. Andrew's sitting across from me, and we've had some fun together and also talked about some of the things that they do and some of the projects, and I'm excited to have him really share his story. Andrew, first off, w- welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely. Going to have some fun today, by the way, so <laughs> that's what it's about. Uh, Andrew is uh, and been involved with Siami Construction, Siami Luxury Market. I'll let you kind of talk about that. Tell us a little bit about your history I know your father, did he start the company? He started the company, yes. Okay, and you guys started in? We started in New York yep. um, as a commercial contractor, okay. uh, construction management services in 1975. Um, my father built the company from nothing, uh, <laughs> took a loan from his parents, $5,000 loan. And his, wow. His first job was a $75 repair of a gate at Fordham University. Is that right? And that's how it uh, all began. Wow. Isn't that neat? What, you know, when you think about it, that's that was the America. I mean, hopefully exactly. that will still have, but that for sure we once knew, you know? Yes. You know, he fried his last hamburger and uh, sent his resume out and was hungry to build on his experience. He worked for another contractor prior to starting um, Siami Construction. He was about to get married. He had business cards made, which isn't really a big deal, but that was his motivation in yeah. taking that, that next step. And June 13th is when they were incorporated, and it's been great ever since. Wow. That's awesome. A lot of, lot of hardship, I'm sure, a lot of way, uh, along the way. Yeah. But, you know, like anything else, anything worthwhile takes effort, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so give us, I know we're going to, the focus today is to talk about how the luxury real estate market's changed. Yes. But Andrew, tell us a little bit about, or the listeners, I guess I should say a little bit about um, some of the highlighted projects maybe that you guys have done. Because if you're not familiar with Siami Construction or Siami Luxury 
uh, homes. I guess SiamiHomes.com, you can visit him, and Siami Construction has their own site as well. But tell us a little bit about some of the flagship things that you guys have done and what kind of gave you, I guess, the passion to leave and kind of do some of the things you're doing now. Right. Um, Well, so in New York, we've done a lot of the high-profile projects in Manhattan. We did the Nike flagship store, Hmm. uh, the Warner Brothers store. We've done major renovation to the Trump Hotel. We've done the FDR Memorial. He's not hiring you guys to build the wall, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) An exterior renovation to the Guggenheim. We really like to say that we take on the more challenging projects Mm. in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And our big thing is the service and quality and bringing it in on time and keeping it in on budget, which is, you know, been my father's motto since the beginning. I mean, starting a construction company in the 70s, you kind of get kind of tied in with sort of the, you know, your construction company and you might have. A, a bad name, but mm. my father brought honesty and to integrity the, to, to the industry. Industry, and yeah. Ever since, it's been great. Mm. That's awesome. Um, and my passion comes from his passion. You know, I think of myself as an extension of him, and I, um, I really f- tried to follow in a path that he has paved for me to, you know, d- d- sort of break off, do something a little bit different, but still under the same umbrella. Yeah, and Michelle, I know we were talking off air a little bit, and you mm-hmm. talked about the fact that. The FDR thing and, you know, all that. I mean, we, we just amazing some of those things. I and mean, that was kind of a, a high-end thing. And I, right. you, you, Michelle, have, I think, experienced some of that, haven't you? Yes, and, and I, I spent some time in New York, love uh, love New York. And, Andrew, what was amazing to me was you telling us, like, how you guys motivated and actually were able to build that FDR memorial on Roosevelt Island because, I mean, it's it's really large, and it's on an island. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was definitely challenging. You know, like I said, we had a logistical plan put together. Um, we had stone shipped from North Carolina, a stone quarry, and we had it barged in. I went down to North Carolina to watch them sort of, it was sort of like practice uh, goes at setting these 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 huge 72-ton boulders. Wow. Um, and then we, we brought them up on barge and set them in place. And, and the the level of scrutiny and we had to have these joints perfect. Mm. Um, it, it, it was really to an eighth of an inch. And when you're talking such large stones, 72 tons, six, I mean, I would say eight feet tall by six feet wide, they're big pieces. And uh, the architect was very happy. The city was very happy at the end of the day. That's amazing. And, you know, Andrew, it's interesting when you talked about, you know, kind of them practicing almost setting the stones. Right. You know, when you think about it, it reminds me of the, the old quote, I guess, if you will, which is uh, measure twice, cut once. Exactly. Right. And, and that I think that's so important, folks out there, whether you're in the luxury uh, real estate market or whether you're doing construction in high end buildings like the Guggenheim or FDR Memorial, whatever it may be, you know, and being in a situation where or even in the financial field and, you know, what we're doing. I mean, you know, the, the whole idea of what's happening with markets, where things are making sure, right, that you're where you need to be. By the way, any questions for Andrew, send us a tweet. Go ahead to Twitter and go to at Lean on the Wall. If you got a question for him or if you got a question about the show in general, feel free to reach out. We'll make sure we get you those responses. But I know that you've made some transition, and your desire and passion really is kind of wrapped around the, the luxury real estate market. Um, tell us a little bit about where that came from and, and what that looks like for you now. Uh, yeah, so um, actually it, it started with my father. He started coming down to, to Palm Beach. He bought a home down here, I want to say eight years ago. They renovated it 
uh, furnished it, lived in it for a while. The house was a little bit too small for our family. Our real estate broker told us to, you know, test the market, try to sell it. And we had a buyer right away. I mean, it was furnished. Everybody loved it. We sort of came up with this idea. Hey, you know, people like sort of sense of design in these homes. It was a very beach cheek design and a lot of whites and blues. And we said, you know, let's let's give it a shot. So at that point, we, we my parents bought a, a bigger house. We renovated it. Um, and then we did a, uh, a development project uh, in parallel with that house. We used a builder down here, a local guy, very good. But, you know, I, I said, geez, I could probably do this better, quicker, and bring my level of scrutiny and my, 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 my passion for service to this whole thing and, and uh, bring it full circle. And we, uh, we started doing projects down here on development. We sold uh, up to this point about six development projects. We had uh, two brand new out of the ground in Palm Beach, and uh, and we continue. We're starting another one uh, this June, and we've also in, uh, have started building a custom a, a custom model down here. So we'll build anyone a luxury home, whether it's turnkey, design, build, we'll do whatever they want. And when you say luxury, define that for the market. So is there anything that's off limits for you no, price-wise? there's nothing off limits. I say luxury. I, I'm talking about, you know, single family detached homes in Palm Beach. And when you work in Palm Beach, uh, we, we definitely have to have a uh, eye for the detail because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. these clients mm-hmm. are very particular in what they want. And, uh, you know, we find that very challenging. But uh, my background and my family's background, we find it just uh, R- uh, fits well for fits what you're well doing. For what we're doing. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about, I know we've talked about how, and we were kind of talking off air a little bit, how the luxury real estate market has changed and is changing. Right. We only have a few minutes left in this segment, but share with our our listeners. By the way, folks, again, to learn more about Andrew, go to siamihomes.com to listen to the beginning of the show. Visit leadonthewall.com. And let me let you, I just wanted to let everyone know how to spell Siami. Just yes, in yes. case uh, yeah, there's a challenge. So when you go to siamihomes.com, let me let you know how to spell it. It's S-C-I-A-M-E. And so that's S-C-I-A-M-E homes.com. There you go. See, and that that is why Michelle is there. <laughs> she is she she catches all the details. That's what I love. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Not a problem. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt, but go no. ahead. With <laughs> they could be out there saying, seek, uh, sk- uh, uh, yet. so they needed you. That was, that was great. I appreciate that. But how has it changed? Andrew? So, yeah, I mean, we've been down here. I've been down here more or less full time since probably 2012. You know, it was right after the recession. Uh, we saw the market come back a little bit. We were able to find some properties for a uh, good, good value. And we were able to sell for a, a, a good margin. So, you know, overall, we've been successful. Um, since then, we've seen property prices go up. You know, the last year, we were sort of waiting for the correction. And I, I have to say, you know, really being involved with the market now, we're starting to see it come back. People are able to, or people are willing to reach deeper into their pockets, spend more on properties, which is a good thing for us. I mean, there's a lot of product out there. So there's a lot of competition. Um, but we, we definitely think it's a good sign for this market and you know, we're all in. That's awesome. So what do you, what do you see? Um, what do you see coming in the future? for this market in general? Uh, are there, is there a number of homes that you want to try and build per year or? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, um, we, we're trying to do two or three a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also building for, for other customers. And if, if they're looking for builders, you know, we will build on, on spec for them too. You know, we're not, we're not tied to any one developer. I mean, we, we, 
we have a development company up in New York that uh, we have investors and we um, we build um, exclusively for them. And, you know, we're always out there looking for other clients. Uh, as far as the development end, we see uh, just good things. The market's definitely coming back and we, 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 we have a good feeling about where we're going. As far as the residential, uh, the custom home side, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're expanding. We, we have a lot of work this year. Everybody is, uh, you know, uh, you know, Florida is a good place to live. And a lot of people are, are sort of migrating down here from, you know, the north. And we, we feel that we're down here with open hands waiting for them. They're and, tired of the snow. Tired of the snow. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's important, folks, when you, when you think about what Andrew's saying there as far as uh, we got to kind of wrap up, Andrew. So first off, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, absolutely. Um, but but it's important to remember that when we talk about markets in particular, we're obviously discussing real estate markets kind of definitively. And then also the other thing that we need to be thinking about is obviously the markets in different parts of the country are different, right? So one of the things we know that is in, in the kind of the Florida, Palm Beach area, so to speak, there's a lot of growth kind of happening. But so the, the point here, folks, is, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you just go jump into the real estate market or luxury real estate market anywhere in the country. You got to make sure that you do your due diligence, look at what you're looking at and, and know what you're kind of getting into. And Andrew, I, I want to thank you again for joining us. Thank I know Siami uh, Construction, Siami Homes, really cool stuff. I've gotten a chance to kind of see some of your work firsthand. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us again. Thank and you, folks, uh, to kind of tie this segment up, if any more questions for Andrew, visit siamihomes.com is really if you want to kind of jump into the the home market here in the florida area and, and andrew and his team can help you out and as uh michelle helped us out with earlier that's s-c-i-a-m-e well folks thanks again for joining us this week and as always if you have any questions tweet it out to at lean on the wall again at lean on the wall or visit leanonthewall.com for more information and you can learn more about us if you have questions about your financial situation want a second opinion or just want to listen to previous shows click on the radio and media tab and as always here's to living well in retirement and in life have a great one thanks for listening to the wealth and health radio show with michael wall to schedule your own personal appointment call 888-511-WALL that's 888-511-9255 and to find out more about michael and the wall financial group head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Hey, folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
You know what the stock market is going to do next week? Of course you don't. Nobody knows. Not even the so-called experts on the financial news channels. The fact is, today's financial environment is more complex than ever, and you need a solid team of professionals to help you maximize your wealth. That's why it's time to lean on the wall, as in Michael Wall, and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in strategies designed to help you preserve and grow the retirement portfolio you've worked so hard to build. They can assist you with everything from tax and estate planning to wealth management. Give them a call at 888-511-WALL and see if you qualify for a complimentary living well retirement review with Michael Wall. That's 888-511-9255 or visit leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And boy, I hope you're having a great week. Each and every week, Michelle joins us and we have uh, spectacular guests from all over the country, folks that are game changers, not only in the States, but also in the world globally. And Michelle, it's just been a lot of fun. I know this week uh, we're going to have some great things, talking about a lot of good stuff. Hopefully, folks that out there, as you listen, you can gain value. And uh, boy, a lot of political excitement going on, a lot of new things happening, a lot of things with markets. And uh, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure you're in the right spots. We're glad you tuned in and joined us. And as always, uh, our goal is to help you live well in any economy and have a good time during life and really add value to other folks. And that's really our goal with the show. If you've missed any previous shows or if you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining us. Uh, But if you've missed any previous shows, visit leanonthewall.com. That's always a place you can get a hold of us, leanonthewall.com. You can learn about ourselves, myself, Michael, uh, obviously in our firms. We have three companies financially, primarily helping folks protect and grow their wealth. And then if you want to click on radio and media, that'll take you to the place there uh, that you can listen to the shows, previous shows, and just learn more and have fun. So, Michelle, I know there's some things you wanted to jump into and talk about today. We got a great guest coming on a little bit later talking Mm -hmm. about living healthy and steps to live healthy. But uh, before we jump into that, I know there's some things you wanted to kind of discuss as we kick this off here this week. Absolutely. And I think that's great. And when you think about living healthy, Michael, a lot of times people look and, they, and they'll and they connect. And what they do is they, they find people who like to do the same things that they like to do. And mm. that helps really enjoy life and, and live longer. Now, Like running a 5K, like right? Like running a 5K, which I and, just finished my first one. And this I know, weekend. Michelle, you know, quit bragging. You were bragging to me off air that you were first place <laughs> and like all these in front of everybody else. And, Let's right? just say I got a medal and yeah. I finished. So I'll so, say that. And I wasn't last. So. so it's the old participation award, right? It's the participation award. So if you- <laughs> I came in, I will say, probably middle of the pack, which was really good for me in my first 5K. 
So here's a question. Now you're not a kid; you're an adult, I'm and right. uh, you know, and all that young adult, I should say. But there you go. We'll we'll, we'll go with that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got that participation award, how did that feel? You know, there's a lot of conversation talking about mm-hmm. ah, you know, we shouldn't get participation awards today, and, and I kind of believe that you know they're they're we're taking some incentive away. I think there's some value to know who won and who lost. But what's your thoughts on that? You know what? It was interesting to to go, and you got your little medal that says I I ran this race and. And that mm-hmm. was nice, but I, I'm not going to display that. That's not anything that I'm going to, you know, put on my mantle or put anywhere. Now, right. if I had made a record time or if I had come in first and I had yeah. done something that really was more than just finish, that yeah. would be different. I would have been posting that all over social media and yeah. putting that on a mantle and, and talking about that, bringing that into work. But, you know, I I set out to do a 5K. Like, I, yeah. I finished that's good. That, yeah. I should, I, that should be the expectation. And there's no need to reward me for meeting my expectation. You, you know, and what, the one thing I thought about, the reason I share that is because I thought, you know, some of these nonprofits and charities and different things, you know, when they do runs like that or whatever and given medals, my thought is, geez, heck, I mean, keep the money, mm-hmm. don't buy the medal, and then you don't have to raise as much money next year. Right. Because you're not buying all these medals, right. you know. I mean, they're not. I mean, it's not life and death as far as cost, but you know, anything you give out costs money, right? So exactly. Um, and we got know. a T-shirt, and I was fine with the T. I'll wear yeah, the no, T-shirt. The T-shirt's cool because you can. You know, you're gonna wear that. You're gonna go to the gym mm-hmm. and practice for the next 5K, and right. people see it. And that's fine. I get that. You but know, I'm what I mean? not gonna wear my medal with the T-shirt. That, that's no, you're not gonna wear the medal with the T-shirt. <laughs> if if you wear your medal, folks <laughs> out there on your treadmill with your your participation medal, <laughs> right. Uh, you got a problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, anyways, we, we kind of jumped in the weeds there, but I had to bring that up. It was so fun. I, I heard you t- saying that, and yes. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, it was interesting, and it was it was to go there. And you know what was cool is I saw a lot of couples that were running together mm-hmm. in this 5K, and that was great because I was like, look, they both enjoy this. And, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting because I saw some couples that had a, a very interesting, like a distinct age difference. Yeah. And so there were some folks there that I was like, oh, running must have bought them together because age-wise, they don't look like they would have, uh, no pun intended, run in the same circles. Right. But, you know, it's interesting because then I started thinking, which tells me maybe I'm working a little too hard, about yep. retirement strategies and how people who are in different age groups that get together and they, they get married, but there's a distinct age difference, how they plan for retirement and what those strategies look like. Because even 10 years, chances are when you hit 65, you're going to want to retire. But if your spouse is 54, yeah. are they going to be ready to retire? And how do you plan for that? Well, that's a good question. It, it is funny, and it does let us know you're always thinking about work, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I guess, a good thing. It means you enjoy what you're doing, there so that's go. a good thing. But, you know, that is that is an interesting thought, Michelle, is uh, the age difference there and how do folks do that. You know, a lot of times, first off, that that's um, the first thing you need to be thinking through is if you are in a place where you're married, you know, what, am I, how am I set up? God forbid, let's say my spouse predeceases me or I pass away, you know, I end up marrying someone else or whatever it may be, because, you know, sometimes that does occur. And then you have that age gap difference potentially with the next spouse. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, we, we don't know. So you need to kind of be thinking ahead of time. But now if you're in a situation where you are in a relationship that you do have that age gap difference, you know, it's interesting Uh, Michelle, there's different family dynamics. You have some family dynamics where 
um, the man is the one who kind of controls the finances and he, he's been the breadwinner and he, you know, he's the one that's kind of brought things to the table. And then you have other dynamics in families where the woman is the one who was the breadwinner and she's kind of controlled the finances and, you know, et cetera. In my opinion, age or not, age gap difference or not, I think it's healthy. This is my opinion. I think it's very healthy, not only to the couple, to the relationship, um, to just enjoying life in general, to be able to sit down and have a common conversation about that. That way, no one feels in the relationship that they're unimportant or unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think sometimes what can happen is when you have the age gap or when you have a financial gap, depending on who's taking care of things, you can have a spouse that feels unnecessary. And by the way, that's part of the process. When we sit down with folks and go through the process of, you know, a living well or retire well review, and when we sit with folks um, we're, we're kind of just saying, okay, listen, let's first off look at your monies, right? And make sure your wealth and make sure you're set up in such a way that you can navigate any economy. Uh, then the next thing is, how are we set up in relation of transitioning that wealth? And then the next thing that we're going to talk about is, you know, what are some goals and dreams that we have? Because I think one great thing that I've seen over the years in helping families, whether they are close in age or whether they're, you know, have an age gap, Michelle, is that they're in a place mm-hmm. where they've had a they've had a healthy conversation mm-hmm. about what their goals are, what they really want to do, instead of living life in a way where they feel like, you know, okay, I don't control the money, so I got to ask, can I do this, or you know, that type of thing. It's it's really it feels like this is kind of a blended deal, but it feels a little bit more comfortable, and you know, you feel like you're more on the same page as as a couple. Um, now, if you're in a situation where you know there's a divorce or someone's passed away, and now there's a new marriage with an age gap. Well, now you need to have real serious conversations about what's going on with that money. Mm -hmm. You know, is this for the kids? Uh, How much are we going to allocate towards our current lifestyle now? That way there's never a feeling of, well, you know, he or she has all this money or whatever, but I only get to spend X amount, you know, and that can create friction in a marriage and a family. Mm -hmm. Instead of coming together and saying, okay, what do we want to do with this? What does it look like? What are we trying to achieve with it? Okay, this amount's going to go to the kids, so it's not going to be, quote unquote, for us. Uh, What charities are we involved with? What do we kind of want to give to? What's our day-to-day look like? And having all those conversations, and now you can effectively restructure and refit. That's a great time, by the way, when you have a new, something new that happens in life. Whether you move, get remarried, have someone pass away, mm-hmm. you know, look to transition to a next generation, uh, retire from a job. These are all what I call triggers mm-hmm. as reasons of why you need to sit down, and there's others, but why you need to sit down and have a second set of eyes on what you're doing. Very important, I think. Yes, and, and I think that's key what you mentioned there. Have a second set of eyes on what you're doing. And a lot of times people, you know, they may get a little funky about that. But that is able to help somebody who is impartial be able to take a look. And, Michael, I know that's what you and the entire team does is there's an impartial second set of eyes that's able to take a look and, and do some advising. And, you know, as we're talking about the different age ranges, there's also – dealing with the different market cycles. And I think that would be key to talk about as well. Well, there are market cycles and, you know, we've had conversations and uh, in the past and in the future, we're going to have some as well uh, with folks in the, in the real estate markets and in other markets and, you know, everything, everything out there cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have the markets in general that cycle, you have cycles in oil and gas, you have cycles in real estate, physical hard assets, you have cycles in, you know, healthcare costs. I mean, there's, there's virtually cycles in everything. So it's important to sit down and say, okay, where is my money now? What am I currently doing? 
And, you know, if I've connected with one of those triggers, uh, whether I'm getting ready to retire, or I've gotten remarried or I had a spouse pass away or, you know, I've entered a new age bracket. You know, I went from 59 to 60, went mm-hmm. from 60 to 65, you know, whatever it may be. These are all good times to say, you know what? OK, I'm at a different stage, a different phase. I need to think about how my investments are currently set up and what's actually going on with my monies. Uh, because, listen, big fancy reports are great. There's nothing wrong with doing math and doing analysis. But at the end of the day, what really matters is what's going to happen to that monies if the markets do turn over and what are the monies designed to do? So, so that's important. Very really important. giving it purpose, giving mm-hmm. it purpose, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And making sure that that purpose will be able to work for you. Let me give you the phone yeah. number so you can get in touch with Michael and the team. It's 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-WALL numerically. That comes out to 888 888- Five one one nine two five five. Again, on the web, we're at leanonthewall.com. Stay tuned. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. We've talked about the wealth. Now we're getting into the health. How do you have a healthy lifestyle? We're going to talk about that on the way next. In the hey, folks, Michael Wall here. I want to take a moment away from the show to tell you about an organization that I believe is making a real difference in the world. Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Wellington is the largest no-kill animal rescue in the entire Southeast. Over the years, they've done an incredible job of rescuing thousands of unwanted dogs and puppies and then successfully placing those animals into loving homes. And I can tell you, that the adoptees who give the gift of life to these dogs see their own lives enriched in return. If you're looking for a worthwhile organization to support, I hope you'll consider Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And check them out at bdrr.org. That's bdrr.org. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and each week, obviously, you hear us interviewing a variety of different guests and sharing thoughts and insight to help you really live well in any economy and in life. And typically, we're hearing from different high-level performers, entrepreneurs, those who have mastered their craft, C-level executives, leaders in the coaching field, as well as really a lot of different doctors and holistic experts from around the world. And today, we're interviewing Linda Butler. She really has a degree in naturopathic medicine and also nutrition, and she is the owner of the Blend Bistro, as well as VibrantBodyHealth.com. We're also joined by my wife, Samantha, but we're talking about this segment, this show. You're going to want to stick with us the whole show because we're going to talk about the idea of eating healthy and the value that that has to the body. So, Linda, let me just start with welcoming you into the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be here and share some really great vital information with people about health and wellness. Great, great. And Sammy, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't know, a little self-serving here, Sammy is my wife, Samantha. She's really been an advocate really of healthy eating and just kind of health natural type things for years. And so, she is the one that made the connection with uh, Linda, and we're really excited to have her on because, you know, folks, we hear a lot in this country and really even in the world about the idea of eating healthy and, you know, why we should eat healthy and the benefits of it. And, of course, we're kind of a, you know, a lazy society if I think we look at ourselves honestly. In fact, one of the statistics I was reading here the other day I thought was quite interesting, uh, Linda and Sam, is Americans are now spending over $190 billion every year 
190 billion every year on fast food and there's over yeah 200,000 fast food restaurants in the united states again the goal here is not to bash fast food restaurants but the idea of life has gotten busy and the importance of living healthy has kind of left us even though as americans as a culture we spend you know millions and millions billions if not really trillions of dollars every year on health related things and yet we end up being less healthy. I know, Linda, another statistic I saw that is if we continue the same course that we're on now as a country, by the year 2030, 50% of Americans will be obese. I'm going to say it's already probably there by now. Isn't that Especially amazing? in certain locations of the country, too. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit. I know, obviously, degree in naturopathic medicine and degree in nutrition and kind of, you know, the goal for you to kind of be healthy and share your thoughts and consult people to be healthy. What kind of led you into the industry that you're in now and doing what you do? When I was about 19 years old, I did not feel well, and I went to an urgent care, and the doctor was obviously a Western medicine doctor, which is what most people are familiar with, but he was also in something that people don't always like to talk about, but more Eastern medicine, more mm. holistic, because that's what it is. Uh, Western medicine is conventional medicine, conventional thinking. Eastern medicine is more holistic, where you look at Someone has a headache, and you're not just thinking, okay, they need an aspirin, and that's going to take care of it. Many, many times, a person having a headache, it could be an emotional response to something. Hmm. So it's so more assessing the cause rather than the symptoms. Exactly, exactly. So when I went to see this guy, and I said, I do not feel well pretty much every single day. Hmm. What could it possibly be? And so, you know, he talked about my symptoms. I said, my stomach feels bloated. I'm just exhausted. I just, I don't think I looked very well. And so he started looking at the whites of my eye, which is the sclera. Mm. He started looking at my tongue. He started looking at, you know, just my overall skin and everything. He looked at everything. He looked at the physical, the emotional, probably even the spiritual. Like, mm. where are you going, young lady, in your, <laughs> on your path in to life? To in life. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what he saw was pretty scary. And after about, 20 minutes of assessing all this, he said, you know, he asked me, he's like, what are you eating? You know, what are you drinking? Mm. You know, what are you doing in life right now? What's going on? And, you know, you're, I was in track and field and I was in a lot of different sports. And, and, you know, he says, well, what you're doing is obviously not working for you. So you're going to have to change your course, change your path. Otherwise you're not going to be around for long. Mm. And that was a frightening statement to me because first of all, I was 19 and it made me think, what am I doing? Or like, what could I be doing? And he said, you need to change the way you're eating. And What was your diet consisting of at the time? Yeah, I'm going to say it was mainly those dead foods. It was fast food. But it's, it's really, it is fast food, but it's dead food. Mm. That's the big deal. Mm. And I didn't understand that then. I completely understand and I teach people what the difference between live food and dead food is. Mm. It's a very, very big difference. It's life-changing. So give our, give our listeners a little bit of, because, you know, the first time they're hearing this and they're hearing the idea of live food and dead food. And by the way, at any point in time, folks, if you want to join the conversation of some experiences you've had with your health, maybe, you, you know, it was off track, got back on or whatever it may be, send us a tweet. If you're on Twitter, send us a tweet out to at lean on the wall, again, at lean on the wall and help our listeners, Linda, understand the idea of what does that mean? You know, we're not necessarily naming names you know, for restaurants and things, but it's important that people know this because, you know, this is something that you're really proficient in, but a lot of people, it might be the first time they've heard of the idea of live and dead food. So what does that actually mean to, in layman's terms? So if you think about a carrot being pulled out of the ground and if you were to actually 
brush off the dirt and eat that carrot, you're eating live enzymes. You're eating mm. something that is alive in nutrition and wellness and health. Once you boil, steam, microwave that carrot, now it's a different component on a cellular level. It's now the enzymes, the live enzymes, which are contained in there are severely compromised. One of my favorite things to look at is Krillian photography, which shows the life or the, I don't want to say the death, but maybe it is. It's a little bit of death of produce. Mm. And you could just Google Krillian photography and it's just- How is that spelled with a C? It's K. Okay. Okay, Yes. Spell that for us. It's K-I-R-I-L-I-A-N. Okay. Krillian photography. And so it'll show the life, it'll show the glowing of that piece of produce, of that live enzyme, the nutrients- and as foods are cooked, you see that that glow diminishes or it's completely gone. Mm. So in something like a fast food, there is zero. There's no glow. <laughs> there's no glow. The glow is gone. Yeah. So, and there's no afterglow. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. So people can tell you, oh, there's health in this conventionally grown apple. Mm. But in truth, it's very little or maybe it's not even existing. Conventionally grown GMO as opposed to organic Right, exactly. So, you know, when you have something that's organic, then you're looking at, you know, food that the body can easily break down. The liver doesn't have to do a lot of work to, you know, assimilate Mm. into the body for you to absorb the nutrients. Well, I know, and you had mentioned the idea that, which is kind of, I think, an interesting quote, says, when the body possesses energy, healing and repair happen quickly. And so, obviously, coming from those live enzymes, right, we're in a place where we're giving the body and the nutrition and the nutrients that it needs essentially to allow it to do what it does best, right? Which is heal and repair. Absolutely. So maybe just start thinking as fast food is basically tasty cardboard. It's not fulfilling any need that your body requires from that. Absolutely. And what's also very interesting is the tongue is this, it's like a ballroom of taste buds. And if the ballroom is, if everything is dancing in there, then you're feeling your optimal best. Mm. You know, mm. dead enzymes, it actually deadens those taste buds. And so, so they have to use MSG to make it taste better. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and you become used to that. I notice mm. when my clients would start incorporating juices and smoothies and stuff like that, someone would say, this doesn't taste good. Mm. But people that have been doing this for a while, they're like, this tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. And you notice the difference right away. I, I notice the people that are the most sick are the people that maybe some of these truly clean ingredients that would taste good to, you know, maybe the norm of healthy people, uh, they don't taste very good. And the taste buds have to evolve. The taste buds have to come back to life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I don't, I know a lot of people will drink soda or pop or whatever you call it, depending on where you live in the country. And that's just something that I've never really gravitated towards. And I'm thankful, you know, I used to, when I was in college, I drank Mountain Dew a little bit, but you know, it's been a long time since I've really drank that. I mean, I'm just, I'd rather have water, you know, and it's not necessarily because there's anything good or bad. For say, obviously, we know soda is not the best for your body. You know, what's interesting, I thought, was this fact. You know, Linda, you were 19. You had some health issues. That caused you to kind of reshape, rethink, revisit how you're living your life, right? Which really led you into what you're doing now. But, you know, I think what's interesting is a lot of times, you know, folks when they're younger, 17, 18, 19, 20, early 20s, you know, the body is so resilient that a lot of these people are going 100 miles an hour. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. No sleep. No sleep. They're living right. unhealthy. They're, they're eating unhealthy. And it's not necessarily tremendously affecting them, so to speak. Now, it is affecting them long term, but you had the opportunity. I think it's kind of a rare situation that you experienced feelings that caused you to change your path. Is it something where, you know, if somebody is in a place where they've 
eaten unhealthy for quite some time and now they change? Is it going to be a hard dynamic to make that change? What have you seen with folks over the years? I've seen two schools of thought. When people totally embrace, when they, you know, not, it doesn't even have to be 100%, but I would say, you know, 80 to 90% embrace more of a live, live enzyme lifestyle of, mm. of food as far as food goes. You know, if they're incorporating, you know, more quality water, I wrote a booklet called The Seven Steps to Vibrant Body Health, and mm-hmm. maybe we're going to talk about that in a little yeah. bit. I would love to talk about it because it's so easy if you can consider these seven steps in a day. So there are people that had dis-ease that I was working with as clients. I mean, they'd come to me and they'd say, this is my dis-ease. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the name is, if it's cancer, diabetes, lupus, MS, Parkinson's, mm-hmm. stroke. A lot of immune deficiency yeah. it's all the same it really is all the same it's all mm-hmm. acidic conditions of the body and the body mm-hmm. is yelling out and if it could have a voice other mm-hmm. than your own mm-hmm. human voice it would say hey what are you doing why are you doing this to me if you want to feel well you're not doing the right thing mm-hmm. and so you know the body wants to be well like i said the body intuitively knows what it needs to do yeah and you know to be healthy it's whether we're giving it the right ingredients mm-hmm. and to sum up the live enzyme ideal it's raw fruits and vegetables raw grains, raw nuts, right. and, and uncooked, unprocessed, unpasteurized, and that's what's getting those enzymes into your body to give you the energy and it, healing. It, exactly. One of the most frightening things I see, because at our restaurant we sell fresh-pressed juices, and they are press them in our juicer, and we pour the glass and we hand it to the person, which is very unlike a lot of places out there that say, oh, it's a fresh-pressed juice, but it really isn't. It's been sitting on the shelf for two weeks. Mm. Well, let's be real. There has to be some kind of pasteurization or mm. preservative process in order for those enzymes to stay intact. It's allowed it, right. When you cut an apple in half, you know, begins to turn brown. Mm-hmm. The enzymes are at action being consumed. Within 15 minutes, right? Ex- yeah. Exactly. So there has to be something to stop that. That's just a fact. Mm. So something has to prohibit that. And I think a lot of things that the FDA is approving right now, I don't even think they understand the full long-term effects. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another thought that you shared I thought was good is, You don't know how bad you feel until you feel good. And so thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you very much for having me here. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, and Sammy, thanks for joining us as well. Anytime. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, folks, that wraps it up for another edition of the Wealth and Health Show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you missed the first couple segments or you want to listen to any other shows, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com and click on the Wealth and Health Show. And until next week, here's to healthy living. And have a great one. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.